Welcome to Closet Cosplay, the podcast where we help you create con-worthy cosplays on a closet budget. I'm LJ. And I'm Michelle. And today we are going to actually be getting back to what we originally started this podcast for. Yay! <laughs> yep, cos- back to basics. Back to basics. Cosplay suggestions. So we're really excited that we actually got to do one of these because I know everybody's starting to gear up for cons again, hopefully. So it's good that we've gotten a couple in. Um, and the one that we're actually going to be doing today is really interesting, not only because of the character was fun to create the costume for, but not... It, but because it is also a gender-bent version of the character. Yes, and when I think gender-bent, I think, okay, you're taking a female character, if you're male, right, you're taking a female character and you are translating that to be a male character. And if you're a female, you're taking a male character and you're translating that into a female version. Yeah. So... And sometimes it's really easy to do because it's just like you're just really doing that cosplay as a female or as a male, and it it makes it easy. And in this case, this is one of those. Yes. And we got a suggestion in from Dalton, and he wanted to do the character Hanit from Octopath Traveler. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I have I have technically the demo downloaded on my Switch, um, I remember, but I think I tried to play it at like midnight when I was in bed and I fell asleep in the first five minutes. But I hear really, really good things. And as a fan of classic JRPGs, I'm sure I would absolutely love it. Um, but the character itself is... So we obviously had to look up the game and this character. Do our research. Yeah, we had to do our research. And um, on first glance, this character looks really simple. If you're not familiar with the design of her, she's a typical, what I would call, your ranger archetype. She's got yes. your, your fur cloak. She's got a tunic dress. She's got a leather belt. She's got the fur boots, the, you know, the bow and arrow. The browns, the quiver, the... Browns, the grays. Feathers, feather even, ears. like that natural kind of foresty vibe to Yeah, so, so we look at this and we just go, oh, this is simple. Well, because when you think of the gender bending, like you said, it varies in difficulty depending on right. how high feminine presenting or how high masculine presenting right traditionally speaking without getting into all of my gender philosophies (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i I can get off on a tangent there but uh this what i would consider a fairly easy character to translate into a masculine presentation because she's wearing she's not wearing a dress She's wearing things that are typically associated with male professions, your bow and arrows, your animal hides, your fangs, stuff like that. So that typically reads male or masculine to most people. It, I mean, it, she might be in a tunic dress, maybe, but it's not like a dress No, dress. no, no. It's like a like a tunic, really. Yeah. I don't even really need to add dress. That's about the length of a normal tunic. Yeah, you're right. Um, so... I say tunic dress because it's clearly, when you look at the picture of her, it's clearly meant to be posed as to give her more of a feminine appearance. Right, right. Um, which is not really something that we have to worry about with Dalton's because... Right. <laughs> so Dalton actually had uh, a picture, or he actually has a piece that he already wants to use with it. Which right. Which it made it very easy because now we know kind of like what he's basing this around of. Um, and he chose... Not to wear a shirt, so... (laughs) Right, and that makes it easier because that's one piece we didn't have to find. It is one piece that we did not have to find. However, if you were to put a shirt with this, I think you could just grab any kind of beigey shirt and it would work just fine. Yeah, she has got like... Maybe even a brown. 
You could wear a brown. You could wear, it's like a brazy, brazy. <laughs> brown and brown. Beige. Yeah, brazy. <laughs> it is. It's brazy. There you go. That's You're my right. new word. It's brazy. Um, and it's, it could be, it is fur lined on the inside, it looks like, but that's mm. some trim. And, you know, honestly, a lot of this costume, you could just go out to a Michael's or a Hobby Lobby or somewhere and get one of those strips of the fur trim. Right. Because they make that stuff. And, and line everything Yeah, just line do. everything. So if you have trouble finding stuff that has a, any kind of trim on it, whether it be a fur trim, a lace trim, anything like that. A leather trim, whatever. Leather trim, whatever you want to find. Like, you'll, and you cannot find that piece with it. Honestly, just go out to a craft store because they have yards and yards of that stuff that you can just buy and hot glue it onto your stuff. Right. And so where did you start with finding items? Then? Because what Dalton does already have, and this is kind of the part of the suggestion form we ask you, we say, what in your closet do you have that we can use as any kind of piece that maybe we wouldn't have to find that we could base this around or that we could see kind of what you've already got? Mm -hmm. And he had like this... It's got almost these brown kind of shoulders on it, but it's a fur piece. Yeah, it's like a Above fur. the shoulders. It, it's is what it looks pretty like. well matching her little, like, grayish, her brage uh, cloak that she's got going on. Right. And I, I started by looking at that first because I knew she was going to have, or I should say he, since we're making this a gender-bent version. Sure. That he was going to be having a lot of this fur and fur trim. So I wanted to make sure that I tried to match as closely to his existing piece as possible. So where right. I started, I started with the boots. Because if you look at her boots, it's big old boots with the fur looking. Yes. <laughs> great big muckluck looking things. They're great. Um, so I found what is... Now, I'm sure I don't have to tell you, shoes can get be very expensive. Right. A very easily one of the most expensive pieces of a cosplay. But luckily with boots, you honestly have the option of what they're called boot tops or boot toppers. Or even sometimes you can find these items uh, classified as leg warmers. Mm. But they're basically just like tops that go over your boots. That So wear your normal boots. Right. You wear like a boot under it that you would go with it. And then this is has either like the... So I, I got two actually because... Mm -hmm. One option is the only one that you need to really make it read. And the other option is to add under it to make it look as closer to the source material. Because basically what her boots look like is they are brown boots right. with fur, leather wrapped around the fur, and then a leather, a thick leather cuff at the top of the boot. Right. So what I found was a nice gray, grayish color of a fur boot topper. Mm -hmm. With the leather around it. Perfect. It's they, So you've already got the leather around it. Because, see, I think, like, in a ladies version, I, I see just the fur a lot of times. But, mm -hmm. like you were saying, you could go to Michael's and get, like, just that brown kind of, yep. what do you call that, fabric. It's just this brown piece of string almost, but it's, like, more textured than that. It's like felt. Yeah, and you just wrap that around yeah. that, and that would work just as well. Yeah, so even if you couldn't find something with a leather already on it, again... When it's stuff like this, where it's just trim or just a piece, and in fact, I would recommend, like, if I was going to make this for myself, I actually would get very few pieces off of the internet. There's right. so many pieces on here that we'll discuss that you could make for yourself for right. ten times less than what you're going to order for it on Amazon. That's true. So, And that's what I think. It's like, you can get those, I mean, especially if it's during Halloween, when oh, you're doing gosh, any yeah. kind of thing with a fur boot. 
It's like, go get those fur leg warmer mm-hmm. things they always have at the Halloween stores. Take like... the wrap and wrap it around and you've got it made. Yeah, and you're done. Especially if you are planning to do something that comes after Halloween because they do all of the big sales. Yes, the sales <laughs> Oh stuff. my gosh, yes. Get it on sale. So, so yeah, I started with the boots and I, I think that what we found is affordable enough and it matches really well. So, you know, if you, if you want to just have something that reads, just do the fur. Right. If you want that extra little bit, get the boot cuff toppers that Which I also... adds that brown detail. It adds the brown detailing on it. And she does have these little kind of like designs, but that's another level of how accurate do you want this to be. Right. Um, which you could honestly just draw on there with a pink paint pen. And that is one color that she uses a lot in the female version of this is she's got a lot of pink accents, which I think mm-hmm. is nice to break up that coloring of the browns and the grays and the earth This tones. very natural earth tones. Yes, these very natural earth tones. And you see this color pop up in a couple places. You see it pop up in the uh, embroidery on her boot cuffs. You see it pop up in the embroidery on her gloves. Her earrings are feathers, white feathers that are dipped in a pink paint. Mm-hmm. And she has these two looks like maybe, I assume that they are saber teeth from a saber tooth <laughs> because she's got this little pet that looks like a little sa- white saber tooth or a wild white panther of some kind. Right. I assume it's supposed to be that. And so she has these pink thread that ties those together that sit on her cloak. Right. So in an effort to gender bend, I actually might suggest doing that instead of pink, do red. Yeah. Which might read a little more masculine. I think it could be an interesting take on it as well, just to see a different way of doing this character. Yeah, and it's still obviously within the realm. Right. And it's funny that we even associate, well, pinks and reds with femininity, because I've gone on this rant before, but in the 20s there was a flip. Blue used to be for girls, and reds and pinks used to be for men, because... Reds and pinks were the color of blood and life and red and it was vivacious and it was, well, that's way too aggressive for women. They get the Virgin Mary light blue that's soft right. and motherly. And like that was, and at a certain point in the early, I think it was in the 20s or 30s, uh, those things flipped. Everything switched around. Everything switched us. around. So pink is not a, very much a men's color, which is why I say if you're going to gender bend it, while it, it technically anybody can wear any color they want, if you're wanting it to read a certain way and you feel that a certain color reads as more masculine than the other, I would suggest red over pink, just because everybody associates pink with girly girlies now. Hey, but if you want to rock pink, you rock the pink. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah. And, hey, you're going to be accurate, so it's not going to matter. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're doing exactly what the character does. Yeah, it's just definitely an option. So, uh, that's where I landed on that, and I think you found the gloves to kind of match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when I looked at gloves, I first searched gloves. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's your first mistake because it brings <laughs> you all these crazy options that are not at all what you're looking for. Right. So then I went back and I looked at the picture and I thought, well, it's it's more of a bracer, I think, than a glove. Yeah. So then I searched bracers, which pulls up all, you know, the LARP stuff, which I thought, okay, well, this is more what I'm after. Like the LARP, the Renaissance mm-hmm. Fair look. Which I thought, I was like, oh, if I was at a Ren Fair, I'd just buy these from a vendor. Easy. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. They are everywhere. You they can are. find these bracer fur type things everywhere at Ren Fairs. But when I searched bracer, one of the first things that showed up was, was a LARP accessory. And it looks kind of like a short glove, but it's got fur popping out of it. And it, I, what was neat about it is it even has an area for, like, what, the these little daggers 
Oh, yeah, that I they saw use that. in LARPs that you can tuck in there, which I thought was pretty neat. And so I, I used that as an option, and then I went back and looked at bracers. And honestly, any brown bracer I think would work. And like LJ was saying, you could get that fur trim or just a piece of fur fabric and stuff it under there, and I think it would look just as good. It absolutely would. As the fur bracers themselves. And you'd probably get it, get by cheaper doing it that way. You would, and honestly, you would get it closer to what you ultimately want it to look like. Right, exactly. Opinion. And I think the bracers would cover more of the arm, which her arm is more covered than, like, that short one I found. So I think if you wanted to cover more of your arm, I would get the bracer and just a fur fabric or fur trim. Yeah, because they very much look just like gloves, but they are lacking the fingers, which is fairly common when you see archer type characters and I'm actually only slightly disappointed that she doesn't just have a straight up archer's glove but I understand that that probably wouldn't fit the aesthetic but I always love an excuse to have that archer's glove on because what's an archer's glove? so an archer's glove um it's miss it has I believe it has the first two fingers and then these fingers are missing so it's okay. very specific style of glove that you would wear when you're doing archery and it has to do with the way that like that way you can grip huh. the uh the arrow better. Um, and speaking of arrows, so this character does obviously have, since she's an archer type, she has a bow and an arrow. Well, arrows in a quiver. And she also appears to have a dagger of some kind, um, which kind of brings me up to a topic of weapons at conventions. Oh yeah, we could talk about that for sure. Yeah, so I would highly suggest before you ever make a purchase for a weapon Real fake. Obviously, don't be bringing real weapons to the convention. I feel like that's that's what that I don't think saying. most cons will let you pass the door with a real weapon unless yeah. it is really bound and they've got a policy on it or something. Yeah, so that's what my suggestion would be. If you're planning on taking this to a convention of any kind, you need to first off check their policy on weapons. Right. Um, because a lot of people or a lot of conventions require weapons to be peace bound, which I actually do not entirely know what that means or what... I've never had to bring a weapon into it, but I understand that it's some, like, they either have to, you cannot take them out of a sheath. Right. You can't, like, and so I, I worry with, so I, I initially looked at these bow and arrows, and I don't think you would get in trouble for just having the bow. If right. you only took the bow in, I think you would be fine. Right. Um, I think an issue might arise with the arrows and the Like the quiver. tip of the arrows. Like right. What? So that's my, my, so what I would do if I was doing this character, mm-hmm. um, there is, I, I found a bow and arrow little quiver set, and it doesn't have, like, this nice big leather quiver like she has, but it's like this little wooden one, which is not a big deal. If you want to replace, and so that's what I picked, and you'll see in the list, if you do want a larger quiver, because I don't think you would get in trouble for the quiver either, right. there's there's plenty of options. They're a little pricey. Right. So, because you're not really going to find a ton of belt quivers that aren't functional <laughs> most people exactly aren't and if you them. know you'll use it you know a lot or if you know you it's a good use, rent get multi-use out of it then sure go ahead and invest but if not then buy the you know yeah you just piece. use the one that comes with it and has the arrows in it so what i would do like i said if this were me and i wasn't planning on using a quiver i would just use the little wooden quiver they got and i would remove the tips mm-hmm. of the arrows and I would actually hot, just hot glue them into the quiver. Right. So you couldn't even remove them if you wanted. Right. Um, 
that would probably be fine as far as I am to understand the way that peace binding works. And you could always call the con organizers and I'm sure they could explain exactly what they yeah, mean by d- their weapons just run policy. It right, exactly. Say, hey, this is what I want to do. Would this be okay? If not, what alternative would you suggest? And I'm sure that they would have some suggestions on how to modify your weapons. And and that goes for anything, any kind of swords, daggers, anything like that. What kind of things are allowed and what aren't. Even if it's something you may not necessarily perceive initially as a weapon. I know it sounds weird, but there was a character I know from a specific comic book that his weapons were these giant metal uh, chopsticks that they use in cooking in mm-hmm. Japan and they were tied with a string, but he used them as a weapon. And I know of an instance where, a, uh, not a friend of mine, but a friend of a friend, basically. Right. Cosplayed as this character, had had these big metal chopsticks, and they wouldn't let him in with them. He yeah. He had to leave them. Because they're, they are still weapon-like. They're like on the edge Yeah, of... it's, it's, you could still hurt somebody with those things. Right. Um, especially if you're going to be posing and showing off and acting and like they are a weapon. you never know who's going to walk by so that was probably All for the better. Stuff, right. So again, if it is a weapon of any kind, if it can be misconstrued as a weapon of any kind, just check their policy. And if you have any questions about it, call. Right. Email. Do something. So that's my little spiel about, hey, when you're considering a weapon for a cosplay, do do, do a little bit of research first. But we do have uh, the bow and arrow and the quiver. Um, I didn't actually find a dagger, but that's really just a sheath. Because they're not even, I don't think they're even going to let you in with anything that looks like a knife. Right, exactly. Um, So a sheath would be fine. I see a lot of people using empty sheaths. Uh, And all of that can hook onto her belt, which is just a plain, and I, it's a ring belt. It's it's called like a medieval ring belt on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You can find those fairly simply, and you can use those at Ren Fairs. Like, I see people all the time attach, like, the cups to them and walk around and the little potion clips and yep. you can put all kinds of little accessories on those ring belts. Yeah, those are definitely reusable for a lot oh, of yeah. things. And she does have this little medallion. Um, and it does look like it's a specific medallion. I could not find that medallion anywhere. If yeah. you are hard up for this medallion, I would suggest, again, I'm going to say go to Michael's. <laughs> go to your local craft store. Find you a silver disc and draw this design on it. Right. And, right. and hot glue it or clip it onto your thing. Yeah, because you could hot glue the design on and then paint it, or you yeah, could draw the design on that's true. You could do that, because then that would, wet way would be uh, what, embossed. Raised, yeah. raised a little bit off of the surface, maybe. It's a good idea. Yeah, you could It would depend on how good you are with, you know, not shaking when you have a hot <laughs> glue gun in your hand. Uh, well, you could you could do that. You could also use, um, what's that, that polymer clay that just air dries. Oh, yeah, you could do that. I've seen a lot of people do yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Jewelry type stuff with the clay. Yeah, so there's there's work. options, or you could just, honestly, I didn't see it the first couple times that I looked at this <laughs> picture, so... Uh, if you didn't even have it, I don't think it would be a big deal, but it's just if you want to add that little extra bit, just get some sort of silver disc. Well, to me, if you have a ring belt and you've got a gold or silver ring, that's, that's a shiny little detail that could work just as well. Yeah. Um, she's... if you don't have time to do all that. Exactly. And again, this is, a lot of this is depending on how crafty you are, but I feel like for this outfit, the craftiness that you would have to do is actually very easy. Yeah. In terms of craftiness. Oh, let's talk about... What we found for the fangs. Yeah, I was actually just going to, I was going to just bring that up, speaking of crafty. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
we looked at these fangs that are kind of attached to the cloak around her shoulders. And they do look like they're attached in the center with a string across her chest. And for Dalton, I think you could just grab a red string of some sort and tie it around these pieces. But we ended up looking for these under all kinds of different Michelle actually had a great idea because I was having no luck. (laughs) Oh, so what did we end up deciding on? I think... You were like, oh, you want like devil horns. Yeah, I was looking at (laughs) her and she kept looking up fangs and I thought, you're not going to get it with fangs. You're going to get vampire fangs. You're going to get all kinds of stuff that's not going to be big enough for for the costume look of it. So then I thought... Well, what about those like buffalo horns or ram horns? So I went to horns. I went to that idea. And I thought, okay, well, maybe you could take a buffalo horn and like chop it in half and do half on this side and half on that side. And and LJ was like, no, that's going to be way too big. Buffalo (laughs) horns are gigantic. And I thought, yeah, you're right. They're way too big. And then I thought, um, I think I was just scrolling and I saw like the crazy costume devil horns, you know, for a devil costume for Halloween. And I thought, well, that's right about the right shape. What if you could find white devil horn somewhere and lo and behold we found white devil horns and and oh, what they're for a car they are for cars <laughs> so it's funny because they're about they're about the size i would say you know they're a good what's that five inches probably about five inches which is good for a costume size because you're gonna see it it's like kind of on your shoulder it's gonna be big it's gonna be prominent enough for you to see it but not so gigantic as like a buffalo horn where it covers your whole chest but uh, apparently they are meant for cars because people apparently put devil horns on their cars i i don't know (laughs) we're hey we're not here to explain why People need to put devil horns on their cars. We're just here to take advantage of the opportunity we've been given by buying the devil <laughs> horns for cars and using them in cosplay. I would actually be really curious to see those in person. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, I'm I'm curious on the make and how heavy I they are. I wonder how heavy they are. That would That's be my, my question. Biggest... Because, right, they can't you, they can't fly off if they're on the car. So I'm wondering. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't think they'd be light. I don't think they'd be there. So I, I would be curious to look at the specs on that to see how heavy they are because that is something to keep in mind. Right. Is how heavy they are. But if it were me, and let's say that these were light enough, and again, if this is the crafty thing, this is a perfect thing for that polymer clay too. Oh, that's true. You can just make it. This is very simple. Or it's like, I, I when I was looking at the devil horns, actually, like the headbands and stuff, there were like white devil horn headbands and things on Etsy that people had made mm, that you could totally nice. deconstruct and use and they would not be as heavy potentially as these car devil horns. So if you want to stick to Amazon, you could try those. But right. if it were me, I would probably either make these myself or just get some of the ones off of Etsy because the Etsy did have some nice options. Yeah, they did have some good options. When you just look up white devil horns, those options will come up. And I think in Dalton's case, Either attaching it to that fur piece you have could work, depending on how you choose to attach it. Or I just thought of this. If you've got the red string across the front anyways, why could you not just continue that and make maybe a necklace? You could. My thought thought on it was, so you've got this string around each of the tooth. Right. So that means that you could probably slide a uh, safety pin behind that string and then just safety pin it onto... The, the fur piece. The fur. 
That would make sense. That way you're not actually, like... You don't have red all around your neck. You're not having to hog glue or anything. So I, I think that that would probably work. If it were me, that's what I would try. I think it could, yeah. Depending um, on how heavy the horn was. Yeah, the horn that, the horn weight is very important. The safety pin has to hold. Because to me, even a gigantic safety pin, depending on how heavy that horn is, might not hold it up. It might not. Um, so that's that's definitely something to look at. You could even hot glue. You know, I'm all about the hot glue. Hot glue, a, a heavy duty barrette thing right on it, it and clip it onto and your shirt on so like on the there's actually quite a bit now see that's the only thing is with this you are gonna have to do a little bit of crafting a little bit of work behind that it. does not exist as we can find it right um but it it's pretty simple in my opinion and right. i think it's it's gonna make it's gonna help with that accent um another little bit of craftiness that you might have to do and this just depends on how much you want to do it with so she actually has in addition to these little white fangs with the red or the pink string she has these two little feather earrings mm -hmm. with the pink dip um so we looked at feathers and this is another thing that we ran into like having to look at the size of them because we didn't want them huge mm -hmm. uh turkey feathers are huge turkey feathers are huge goose yeah. feathers are around the same like the right size uh, yeah the, i think the ones that we ended up picking so the, our idea with this just to try to gender bend it a little bit harder in the highly highly masculine presenting mm -hmm. uh direction is um i see a lot of men characters when they wear earrings they wear one earring yes so i was like okay that's that's common in character design is men having one earring so just wear one earring so it's pretty that's simple true. uh now you can just buy feather earrings out there that's I actually couldn't find white ones for some reason I, I, that were clip-on because Dalton apparently does not have pierced ears. Which, I don't recommend Dalton going and getting his ears <laughs> pierced just for this cosplay. No, so. we're not going to recommend that. So, you know, clip-on's fine. But you could also, here's the thing. Yeah, we could buy a hundred pack of white goose feathers for $9. <laughs> or again, you could just go to Michael's. Get a feather. Get a feather. Get a earring piece. And clip it on. And you're done. And it will cost you like less than a dollar probably. Exactly. You don't have to pay for shipping. You got it. It's exactly the A same. trip to Michael's would really help you out with this costume. That, that's what I kept saying. That. That's why I said at the very beginning, I was like, I'm going to say this a lot. Because right. I feel like this is one of the a perfect costume that you could do a bunch of crafty Bring stuff on. Bring the crafty stuff in. And it's going to it's gonna really save you money. And so if you're really on that closet budget, right. this is it. This is this it. This is the way to do it. So, and then she's just got a plain black pant, which we added into the cart, I believe. Well, yeah, so... Or you should have plain black pants. You can just wear plain black pants. Now, I, I will say this is another thing where... There's a very specific picture that I'm referencing, mm -hmm. um, and it's her concept art, and it seems to be the one that pops up a lot, because this game... Uh, while a newer game is actually done in pixel art, so which is so fun. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about it. So, but that means that you're not getting a ton of detail, detail or references outside of very few promotional artworks. Um, but in it, so you just see the initial black pant. But if you look closely, she has brown leather twine stitching on the side. So I did find a black pant, a men's black pant with the lacing up the side. Nice. Um, now it is a black lacing, it's not a brown lacing, but if you wanted to switch that out, that you is could. another very easy fix. And if I you're already buying the twine You're already pieces. buying, yeah, because here's the thing. 
one of her other accessories, which actually does not appear in the artwork from what I can tell, but in my research for this character, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, so I'm going to say- Spoiler alert! Spoiler- potential spoiler warning. Uh, spoiler warning, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so there, apparently she has a conversation with another character where she explains that she has a necklace with two rings on it around her neck, and the rings belong to her parents who passed. Mm. So I was like, oh, what a, what a cool little thing. Like little Easter egg for people that know the yeah, character. Yeah, so who know that character. So uh, I don't have any reference photos of this, what it looks like. I have no description. I just know that it's ring. So my idea, considering she's still all of these very, like, earth tones and nature and stuff like that, I was like, well, I don't see it being a chain. I see it right. being a leather twine. Right, exactly. So Which see... is what's carried through her whole costume. Right, so we're going to use the leather again. And then I found a couple, I just picked a few stacking rings that were like that antique brass color yes and so because you can find stacked ring sets and there's like three of them so just use two of them just put two of those on and there, they look a little different and they look a, and they look a little different so it's not just the same two rings right and you could repurpose that the rest of that leather twine into doing your leggings if you really wanted to yeah i mean done there you go so really that that leaves us all with just the wig Yes. So, <laughs> I wrestled with the wig. I always wrestle with the wig. And where I'm just like, pick the first one that looks good and let's go. <laughs> I always wrestle with the wig because in my opinion, wigs make or break the costume. They do. And uh, so, initially, and I still think you can do this, because men, especially ranger types, have braids and long hair and all sorts of crap all the time. But in the effort of making this more highly masculine presenting, right. we went ahead and went with the short. And we actually found... A short wig that I liked the color of it a lot because mm -hmm. in looking at various cosplays and photos references of this character, I saw like three to four different hair colors. It yeah. was either blonde, light brown, white, even pink. I even saw pink in a lot of stuff. So it's like cosplay. I mean, you can get you have the freedom to do whatever you want. Especially cosplay. when you have something as like because literally all of those colors are in this concept art. Yes. All of those colors are in this concept art for this character. Um, just to varying degrees, and whatever you see or catches your eye is what you're going to go with. And right. so we actually we actually found a wig that has this mix of colors. Yes. It's it's a man's wig, and it's like meant to be like an ashy blonde, kind of strawberry blondish. But it feels pretty perfect when you look at it. It feels pretty perfect, and yeah. I liked it a lot. It's real cheap, too. And there I think it's go. by the same people who did my Shrike wig, which I'm kind of like partial to just because I enjoyed the wig. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So you have experience with the company? I have experience with the company and it's cheap and it's it's costumey, but honestly they held up really well, considering they're like 16 bucks. Yeah. So... That's good. You could do that. I think if you really tried, you could probably get some... If you want to do a, a braid mm -hmm. attachment, you can do it, but you don't really have to do a ton to the hair because her hair is in a braid. Obviously you're not really going to do that with short hair. Right. Um... But I, I think that would work. And if you wanted to still do a braid, the, the Elsa wigs are pretty close, you guys. <laughs> I'm not and those, lie. those Elsa wigs are way cheaper than any other braided wig you'll find on. Oh yeah, there's some beautiful braided wigs out there. Um, but the Elsa wig is actually really close to this hair. Yes, it actually is. Like with the wispies at the front mm -hmm. and the braid down oh, yeah. the back, just 
I mean, it fits really well. And it's blonde, so you could definitely go that route. And you could always be Elsa for Halloween to make some little kids super there happy. There you go. <laughs> multi-use. Always looking for the multi-use. Absolutely. I don't think you're going to have to worry about Dalton being Elsa for Halloween, though. Yeah. I'm sure you he can pull can it off regardless. for Halloween. Yeah, he yeah. can pull it off regardless. <laughs> Dalton can pull off anything, so that's, we're that's excited definitely to, true. to see him pull this one off. Yeah, definitely am excited to see him. Um, I hope maybe we can get some pictures at some point and he can share those with us and then we can share them with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you guys want to see an idea of yours featured on an episode of the podcast in the future, send us a suggestion through our suggestion form. And the way you can find that is by going to our anchor page. And clicking our links. We have a link tree in our Instagram. We also have a contact us button on our Facebook page that will lead you to the suggestion form. So check it out. Leave us a suggestion of a cosplay that you would like us to do for you. Or just a cosplay you'd like to see the things we'd pick out for. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Just let us know what you've got in mind, and we will do our best to research it, even if we don't know what it is. Like we have clearly done. <laughs> yes, and make it work, and and share it with you guys. So we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, and we will hang out with you on the next one. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye.